0: Right away I'm Linda Entwee. Well, um, this show, y'all, this single life, this this season—I don't know. I'm gonna need them to like pick it up, do something. I need something that's just not ridiculous. The only person I'm really rooting for is Debbie, and maybe Sinjin a little bit, but like, I don't know. There's something missing. I can't explain it, but I feel it. Anyways, let's do some housekeeping real quick and jump into... We're catching up on two episodes, uh, Twist My World and The Lust One. Um, Bottom of the screen is where you can support the show. Um, Wherever you're watching, if you can hit that thumbs up, that would be lovely, lovely, lovely. Um, What else? If you're watching on YouTube... Hey, Vanessa. Hey. Hey, C-Cruise. Hey, Crystal. If you're watching on YouTube, we have super chat and super stickers available. Um, what else did I want to say? I think that's it. Shout out to my Patreon subscribers. Uh, I'm not going to go down the list. You guys know who you are and you guys truly just make this possible. And I appreciate you guys so much. So let's jump into it. Twist my world. So we're going to be doing two episodes. Um, starting off with Natalie. Now, you guys, I just, I'm, I'm trying to understand her. Do you know what I mean? I'm trying to understand her. And I'm trying to keep an open mind, but I think she might be a little bit crazy. So she is talking to Cameron and talking about how she went to that tiki bar and there were only beasts around her. And I was like, oh, wow, Natalie. So what? The men were all beasts? Okay. So she's going to go on this first date. Uh, With this Johnny dude who she met on a model platform, so to speak. But she didn't really meet him. She met him through someone on this model platform. So it's technically really a a blind date. And all of a sudden, it's her dream to be a model. Now, I don't know about y'all, but I've been watching all things 90 Day from from the jump. And I know for a fact that this woman said that she was an actress and her dream was to be a journalist and on social media, she's now added that she wants to be a novelist. And then now she wants to be a model and that's been her dream. So her dream has been to be a model. And so she's excited about this whole model platform, which is, I mean, okay, have your dreams, be creative, but like, okay, Natalie. Natalie. So she goes to some dude, some friend of hers who is a stylist, and she's going to get her hair done and get her makeup done. Now, the one thing that I thought was super weird was, did you guys notice that they did makeup before hair? It's always your hair before your makeup because your makeup, you want to be fresh, right? So while you're doing all that you're doing, I don't know. I just thought it was a weird thing to do that he's like, okay, let's do your makeup first. And then we blow at her hair. And she loved it. She loved the straight look. She thought it made her look beautiful, all the things. And then she shows this guy that's doing her hair and makeup um, her blind date on social media. And then she sees on social media that there's alcohol in the pictures. And she's like, "Oh, oh, oh, too much alcohol. Now, I honestly think that Natalie might have some issues because her disdain for anything that's alcohol, even though we've seen her drink. We've seen her drink on the show okay No, maybe not a lot but we've seen her drink so this whole whole disdain i don't know maybe she has a personal issue with that but it's like extra it's really extra like don't put whatever your issues are on everyone else and make it seem like they have issues when you don't even freaking know them it's bizarre so she sees, and you can tell in the in the social media posts that he either probably was working around alcohol, maybe he was modeling for an alcohol brand because it wasn't like, oh, I'm just like sh- doing all these shots. It was like boxes and him standing by them. So I was just like, okay, Natalie, you can calm down. And so she tells her stylist how she's afraid to get hurt again. Um, and, you know, she really wants to make sure that this next person um, fits into being her husband. And when I tell y'all that I laughed and I laughed and I laughed because she's looking for her husband and the father of her child. Let's just remind everyone that this will be husband number four, not her first marriage, not her second marriage, not her third marriage. If she gets married again, it will be her fourth. So, I don't know. You're looking for someone to fit to be your husband. Don't act like you haven't been down that road four to, well, three times and you're going on your fourth. You're a professional right now. You should be on that new show where you're addicted to getting married at this point. Because what? How old is Natalie? Maybe right now. 36? 36 years old. Been married three times. Unsuccessful. Looking for her fourth husband. Baby daddy. Just throwing it out there. So, uh, it's her, quote, night date. And she gets out of her ride chair, whatever, whatever. She gets there and Johnny, oh, good old Johnny, is there. And the first thing she says to him is, what are you drinking? And he's like, oh, it's a vodka Red Bull. What would you like? And she's like, not nice. That oh, is not nice. Listen, Chica, calm down. He's a grown ass man. He can do what he wants. If he wants to have a vodka Red Bull, then go ahead and let him have a vodka let him have a vodka Red Bull because he's a grown ass man. And this is a first date, blind date. And you're already judging. And again, I wanna say that I feel like she must have some type of issue, like some type of issue with alcohol, because I find it a little crazy and extra that she's so like laser focused on what everyone else is drinking. Like mind your own. And the other thing that I thought was weird is like, if you're so anti drink, don't drink around me. It's terrible and I'm healthy. And because you drink, you're not healthy and all the things. Why are you meeting me at a free bar? Go to a coffee shop, have some coffee, have some tea, live that healthy lifestyle. But don't be a hypocrite and, and come to the bar and then be surprised that he's having a drink. Like, make that make sense. Um, <clears throat> and she's like, you know, I don't really like drinking. I'm not a party girl. You know, sorry if I feel difficult or I seem difficult. Yeah, you seem difficult. And you've only been here for five seconds and you were doing all this. Which, which is what I was thinking. But Johnny, apparently he's attracted to her. He doesn't mind the crazy in her, which were exactly his words. He doesn't mind the crazy. And uh, so he decides to, you know, entertain her crazy. Chugs back a little bit more of his his drink, puts it down and decides, okay, we'll just have water together. Now, I don't know if any of you guys have ever been in the service industry, but me and my days, I've been in the service industry. And I'll tell you what servers don't like you to come in, order nothing, take up space so that they can't turn over their tables. So in my mind, I was thinking these fools are sitting at a table prime location in the middle of of Florida drinking water. Like you could drink water outside, you could drink water at your house, you could drink water walking down the street, go for a walk, walk down to the beach with your water bottles and don't make this person who's already in a pandemic who had restaurants closed for so, so long, have to sit here while you talk nonsense. That's what came to my mind. Just a little bit off topic, but I'm just saying, treat servers well. Um, so he uh, sits down and continues to entertain her. And they're talking, she asks, you know, do you believe in God? And he does. So that made her really, really happy. And now, because he believes in God and not aliens. She likes them now. Um, and so we find out that Johnny's a model as well. And he's looking at, and I, I tried to write it down, you guys, but I was like, wait, I was too busy looking at the two of them. Like what is happening right now? So he wants to get into some more avant-garde and I don't know, something else. So he's really pursuing that. But in the meantime, he, he's really digging Natalie's vibe. He thinks she's beautiful. Um, And so he wants a second date with her. So that date lasted maybe, I don't know, you guys, 10 minutes. And she's ready to go home. And he walks her out to hit a ride share again and says, you know, I would love to have a second date. She says, yes. Um, And that was that. There was something funny that they said, though, like they said, you know, she said, I can't constantly get married and divorced. And I laugh because those are facts. You have been married a lot of times for a 36 year old. Next up uh, is Sinjin. Now, you guys, when you watch, you know how they each have their little intro and Sinjin has this like serious face kind of like walk? It always makes me laugh because. That person doesn't suit his personality. Like, were they trying to make it like a sexy walk? I don't know. It was, it's always funny to me. Uh, <clears throat> um, Didn't her friend drop her off, the older lady in the Benz? Uh, I don't think so. I think her friend was like driving her, but maybe it was a production edit because by the time she got there she was coming out of the back seat, And when she, when her friend was driving her, she was in the front seat. So I don't know, maybe it was a little like mix up. And what was interesting that you bring that up, Vanessa, because hey, Raydella, when she was leaving for the date, it was daytime. By the time she got to the date, it was nighttime. Did y'all peep that too? So anyways, Sinjin is at a psychic slash spiritual life coach. Um, trying to like, reconnect with himself. He wants to find out about his soulmate. And you know, he thinks that he needs to like seek silence and just get his Zen on, right? So he's telling this, let's just call her a psychic. Spiritual life coach, whatever. She's a psychic. So he's telling the psychic that he's splitting up with Tanya. Um and how for the beginning of the relationship, they were in a less bubble versus not being a soulmate. Now, first of all, absolutely, you guys were in a less bubble. Second of all, she told you and the world that you were not her soulmate, but you two decided to move forward and get married anyway. So I, I am wondering why you guys are surprised that you're having some issues. Now, let me tell you this off the top. And I probably will say it a few times. I do not believe that these two are actually separating. I don't buy it for one minute. I don't buy the fact that they're saying they're getting divorced. It's not happening. It's not happening. And I've, I've told you guys my theory, and I'm going to tell you guys it now. I think that they're doing this whole, like, you go and, and date, and you go and date. And we'll be in this open relationship. But by the end of the season, those two are going to be back together. I don't buy it for one minute at all. I just don't buy it. I don't buy it at all. So anyways, he talks about how Tanya really wants to have kids. And the kids were the deal breaker. And he doesn't want to have kids. Now, again, I've watched this show from the jump. He said from the jump that he did not want to have kids. Do you guys remember this? Because I I don't understand what Tanya doesn't remember. Because we're going to talk about it in the next episode when the mom confronts him. But he made it very clear that he didn't want kids. And Tanya knew this. And Tanya said, oh, well, I'm putting I'm putting my desire to have kids right now by the time I'm 30 on hold for you. Right? But she knew that he didn't want to have kids. But in the back of her mind, which is very often someone thinks that they can change the person or change the person's mind. And you know, when people say, when people tell you who they are or show you who they are, believe them. He's saying, I don't want to have kids. He's saying it to your face. And in the back of your mind, you're thinking, oh, well, he'll fall in love with me. And then he'll get a little bit older. And then he's really going to want to have some kids. No. No, Dasha. I thought that he wasn't sure. No. He has said... You guys go back and look at the footage. He has said that he doesn't want to have kids over and over and over again. Like, a lot of times. Pre-marriage. So. Um, So kids were the deal breaker. And he felt like Tanya, in this relationship, tried to put him in a box. Um, And at the same time, he still thought that Tanya, meeting Tanya and marrying her, that she was his soulmate. And I remember you guys that that episode where she said, oh, well, you're not my soulmate, but he thought that she was his soulmate. And he was, like, super hurt by what she said. But again, they both decided to move forward and get married. So, Sinjin says he's excited to be single again. Uh, he says he's a good guy. He's a good time. Um, but the only issue is that they're still living together. Um, which... hilarious to me and it's more to my theory that these two aren't really separating because you know why pretend that you're gonna move out and do all the things but you're really not that's why you're you're still living together still sleeping together still having these stupid fights about this wash 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 clean 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 dishwasher thing and her getting mad at how you're stacking the dishwasher, which I personally have never understood you guys. Like I get that we all have our thing. But like if you're putting the dishes in the dishwasher that are dirty just to get cleaned, as long as there's like enough room in the dishwasher for all your dirty dishes, doesn't matter that you stack like the cups have to be here, the plates have to be here, the spoon, like does not matter? Or does it matter that they get clean? I'm curious. I'm curious. What do you guys think? Do you, are you guys like very orderly and everything has to be in the same place every time you use it? Or does it kind of just go in? I'm curious. Let's have that debate. So <clears throat> um, they have that little squabble that made no sense to me. Um, and then he tells us all that, you know, they're still married. They're still sleeping in the same bed, still having sex. He's always down to have sex. Um, and then we see Tanya and Tanya is still hoping and praying that they're going to work out and maybe they can work out, you know, later down the road. Maybe they go and work on themselves and then come back and be together. And I wish you guys could see my notes because my notes, this is my note for that part. This is all bogus. Uh, Tanya goes on to say, you know, they're not acting like they're splitting up. Um, But Sinjin is saying divorce is the best way forward, but she doesn't think that. and She doesn't want to break up. Um, And she doesn't feel single yet. Like, she just doesn't feel it. And she won't feel it until Sinjin's actually out of the house, which I am telling you, he's not leaving the house. So. C. Cruz says, "I used to get mad that my husband was folding towels wrong. Then I realized I was so happy he was even doing the laundry." Exactly, see Cruz. Exactly, pick your battles. Um, so, Sinjin thinks it's for the best. So he sits down and he's like, "You know, we need to talk about like what we're doing moving forward." and you know, if we're getting divorced, and is like, divorced, I thought we were just getting separated. He's like, well, separated, divorce, same thing. And she's like, no, really, it's it's not. You know, I just thought that you would spend like six months apart and work on yourself and I'll do the same and work on our own happiness. And then the kid thing came up again, right? Where he says, you know, he never wanted children. And she's like, oh, well, you didn't want them right now. And, oh, no, she says, this is what she never wanted children right now, because the children thing goes up, comes up again. Let me just start that again. So they have the children conversation again. And he's like, well, you know, I know that children are important to you and I don't want to have kids. And then she says that she never wanted to have children right now. And then I remember specifically that scene, and I think they even played it, where Did they play it in this episode or was that just in my mind? Where the scene where they're sitting and having dinner and she's like, well, I want to have kids by the time I'm 30 and I'm putting them on hold for you. Is literally what she said. So that is kind of right now. That is not five years down the road, 10 years down the road. That's kind of like, I want them right now, but I'm pausing because of you. What do I always tell you guys? What do I tell you guys? What are the four four things that you have to talk about before you get in a serious relationship? Four things. Someone in the live chat, if you're watching the replay below, put those four things in because I really want to make sure that you understand that they are very, very important. And we would not have half the issues that we have on 90 Day if those couples would just have the conversation. What are the four things? On to Debbie. Oh, Mother Debbie. Just love her. So she's still mad at Colt. Her feelings are hurt because, you know, she's scared about being homeless and, you know, really breaking apart from living with Colt because she's been living with Colt her whole life. Um, So she's not talking to him. And uh, she's just mad. So she comes down the stairs. She breezes right past him. Vanessa sees that, you know, she... Has a little bit of an attitude so vanessa feels bad and says you know hey let's go for lunch let's you know let's just go hang out and debbie's like okay so they go to like a tavern oh my god vanessa's funny they go to a tavern they're gonna have beers debbie's like i just like you know plain old-fashioned beer which I thought was funny as well, right? Because there are so many types of beers. But I just want, what, is, what would you consider plain old-fashioned beer? Is, is that going to be an IPA? You know, what? what is it going to be for you? What? A lager? Like, wh- where are we going with this? I'm just curious what plain old-fashioned beer is. Anyhow, <clears throat> Vanessa feels bad, um, but she's really trying to explain to Debbie that they wanna start their own lives and they're not trying to abandon her. And Debbie jokes, well, look at you, you move into my house, you steal my son and now you wanna kick me out. Oh, do you have a little bit of resentment there, Debbie? Just, just a little bit. And I know that that's coming from a place of fear for her, right, a place where she's like, oh, I don't know what my next steps are. Now there's this time frame of three months You know, I'm just, she's just worried and she's scared because if you think about it, you guys, what, she's 60, 59, 69, 59, 59. Um, And it's going to be the first time really since when that she's going to be living by herself, right? Because she was married for 27 years. She said cult this whole time, you know? It's a long time to always have someone around. And then all of a sudden you're going to just be by yourself. Right. So it's scary for her. And then she tells us a little bit of the backstory about Colt, Colt being her miracle baby. Um, Cause she thought that she couldn't get pregnant and then she got pregnant. Then Colt was born early and he wasn't expected to live. He was on a ventilator for five months um, and then he lives. So they have a special bond. And so it's hard for her to let that go. And then she goes ahead and tells Vanessa that she's disappointed um, in her hookup that she had. So that first date that she had, that was a hookup. And then the dude was rude to her because she started talking a lot um, while they're, you know, getting busy. And he told her to stop talking. And Vanessa starts laughing because, as you know, from her episodes, her season, Colt is a talker as well and she has had had to ask Colt to stop talking as well so Vanessa starts laughing and says you know that she has the same issue with Colt which is super weird to have that conversation with your mother-in-law who's talking about her sex life and then you're comparing your husband's sex life to your mother-in-law's sex life and they are mother and son it's weird to me at least. Um, So, you know, she talks to Debbie a little bit more and, you know, kind of gets some of her feelings out, and then Vanessa's like, you know, hey, listen, um, I want to set you up with someone, kind of like a blind date, and his name is Edward. And Debbie's like, oh, I've not been on a blind blind date like that before. Uh, it's been like 40 years since I've actually been dating, dating. And it's different now. Like back in the 60s and 70s, she talked about how it was like free love, sex, and rock and roll. And then Debbie's like, yeah, and I was a slut back then. Uh, so she, we find out that she's a go-go dancer. She's gorgeous, you guys. Debbie was a gorgeous woman um, in her heydays. Uh, sexy outfits. Uh, she talks about how she had a one-night stand with the Marlboro Man. And I was going to show you guys a picture because I looked it up, but then I didn't load it. But you guys should look up the Marlboro Man. It's quite interesting. And I laughed and made a joke because, okay, you guys know that there's this whole drama going on between Angela, Jojo, and Debbie now. And it's been going on for like a, quite a while, like two, three weeks now. And so I made a little joke because Angela, you know, has been talking shit about Debbie and Jojo, but Angela smokes like a chimney and Angela smokes Marlboros. And so maybe she's mad at Debbie because she found out that Debbie had a one night stand with the Marlboro man. <laughs> oh my God. I die. Okay, so they get back to the house. (laughs) People fight over stupid stuff, you guys. And I know that sounds so stupid, but it's possible. It's possible. It's really possible. Like, maybe Angela thought, like, hey, I should have met the Marble Man because then I could have, like, a lifetime supply of Marbles. And it's not fair that Debbie, who's a non-smoker, Got to have the one night stand. (laughs) Okay, let me stop. (laughs) So Colt, they get back to the house and Colt is eating this little mini ice cream, you guys. And just the way it looked to me was just so ridiculous. Like the, I don't know, like Colt, just eat a regular ice cream. What is this little mini ice cream you're eating? It's, it was just weird to me. It's like this. It was like this big. And he's like this. I'm like, I don't know why it just bothered me. It bothered me. I thought I'd bring it up. Um, and so he he's talking to his mom and he's like asking, like, how was their day, blah, blah. And then he's trying to give Debbie dating advice. Colt, you are not one to dole out any type of dating advice to anyone, Period. That is not your expertise, in my opinion. (sighs) Then there is Ed. Okay, I'm going to do a disclaimer. Because you guys know that I'm all like peace and love. You know, there's only one cast member that I truly cannot stand, right? But this cast member... I don't know. Like I'm, I, anytime he comes on the screen, I'm like FML that any, like literally anytime he comes on the screen, because I just see manipulation all like he has a halo of manipulation. So he's on this date. Okay. And he is emotional. He's crying and he's talking about Liz and he's crying on this date. Oh my God. Because he manipulates women with these friggin' crocodile tears that are not even tears. They're just like the, they're this. Oh my God. I just cannot believe it. I just loved her so much. And I just don't know what I'm going to do with Oh, her. But I'm okay. I'm okay. Friggin Oscar performer. I cannot with this fool. Anyways, he's making it super awkward. She feels awkward, he feels awkward. It's an awkward situation. It's unnecessary. I don't I personally don't need to see any more of him. Personally. But here we are. So, He continues to talk about Liz. And then finally, because he's he's seeing that she's not responding, she's looking at him, he's trying to make it about her. So um he before he says, like, you know, what's your story and like what like how long have you been single? He says Quote, he prefers to be in a toxic relationship than solo and happy. Now, let that sink in. Just let that sink in because you know what? You like toxic because you are toxic. You bring toxic. You have suitcases of toxic. So he does this really, she tells him that she's from New Jersey originally. Uh, He does this lame, Jersey accent, and the date is like just looking at him. Right? She's not impressed. Because she, if you remember, when they went swing dancing, she was kind of impressed. But by the time they sat down for this little whatever luncheon, drinks, tapas, whatever it is that was supposed to be going on, you could tell that she was like, oh, no. Oh, no. And Then Ed says, you know, I'm not worthy of you. And I was like, those are facts. Run, run. You seem healthy and happy. Run. You do not need this in your life. But guess what? He asks her out again and she says maybe. And you guys, just female talk 101, maybe means no. She's being nice. She does not want another date with you. She was done when you started crying. So she said maybe. And then there was no like kiss goodbye. They just said goodbye because she was wanting to peace out. And then did you guys see this, this, I call it a face wink. He does this to her. What is that? Is that like a, like, what is that? A face wink. See you next time. Oh, I cannot with that dude. Anyways, date didn't go well. Didn't end well. He will not be getting a second date. Even though he asked her, moving on to Jennifer, uh, she's finally seeing Jesse uh, there was this whole like neat, cute thing she's waiting i I was just waiting for the music and the slow motion for them to run to each other for him to like pick her up and twirl her in the air, but that didn't happen, but that's really what it felt like. <laughs> Patty's like Ed's face like so they do the little meet cute they hug you can clearly see you guys that they have chemistry so whatever you think of Jennifer whatever you think of Jesse they have chemistry in real life like I can see it like the chemistry is there he says she looks amazing Um, so pretty. He says, you look amazing. You're so pretty. He just kept saying that you look amazing. You're so pretty. Wow. But they don't kiss. And she wanted him to kiss, kiss her right now. Here's the thing. And I'm I'm curious what you guys think. So they've been talking for a year online. They've never met in real life, which you guys know how I feel about that. I feel like if you have an online relationship and you've never met, then it's not a real relationship. However, She wants like Insta, she wants like Insta that she wants to like, just be taken right there, right now in the moment, nonstop. Like she cannot make it clear enough that she wants Jesse to make the move like immediately, if not sooner so they don't kiss she wanted him to kiss her so now like she's a little bit bothered by that and they're standing and they're saying something to each other i don't know what they were saying i wasn't paying attention because i was looking at at this weird chemistry and the giggling that was going on between them and then there was this thunder thunder the gods have brought you together no just joking so they're in the car and they're having like this awkward drive to the hotel, right? So she wants some groping. He's just sitting there and they're not really talking. So then instead, of course, Jesse wants to do selfies. So doing selfies in the car for memories. And then Jesse's trying to explain to all of us that he's trying to be patient uh, with the sexual chemistry because he wants to take his time and figure out what this is. And he's been there done that before and he wants to just really take his time and in my mind I was like that's very mature right it is it is it's really mature but but I've been a female my whole life what guy if the what guy do you know and maybe I just don't know the right people but what guy do you know that if the woman was throwing herself at him would be like, no, 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 we, no, 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 Let, let's not let's not make out. Let's not have sex. No, no, no. I just want to get to know you. I, I don't want to rush the sexual chemistry. I want to be patient. What name one guy? I'll wait. Besides Jesse. So it gets awkward because she wants the passion right now, and he doesn't want the passion right now. So they're like looking out the windows, um, and she starts getting worried, and she's hoping that it's not going to be a repeat of her situation with Tim, because when Tim came down, we know that they didn't even kiss, and so it's kind of got her her radars up. Doot, doot. So Jesse starts talking like jibber jabber, and he's like, you know, what have you been doing? Because, you know, you've been single for three years, but she hasn't been single for three years, right? Because she's got a full-on boyfriend that she's known for 10 years that, you know that question they ask you where they say, are you single? And the person says, yes, I'm single. And then you say, well, is there anyone in your life that thinks that they are in a relationship with you? Her answer would have to be yes, because she has a full-on man that thinks that he's in a relationship with her, and she told him, oh, by the way, I've been talking to this dude online, and he's coming to visit me. So, we go on to um, episode three, and it's a continuation of Jennifer and Jesse, and She's still worried. They get to the hotel. She's still worried because he hasn't tried to kiss her yet. Um, and Jesse's like, oh, we keep smiling at each other. But he's not sure if he's ready to have sex because, you know, he just doesn't know. He doesn't know her. He wants to get to know her. And again, I don't know what dude who is checking into a hotel and has a willing participant, more than willing and more than ready, is like, mm, no. We should wait. Like, I just I just don't think that's re- real. I just don't think it's real. I just think it's real. Um, she thinks that he's attractive, um, but she wants him to get sexual with her. Now, I don't know how many times Jennifer can tell us that like she wants to have sex with this dude. She that's all. Like, as soon as he got off the plane, she was like, We need to have sex. And that's all she can think about. She's like, I need this to happen. I need him to make the move and I need him to make the move right now. And then meanwhile, Jesse's like, I am just going to wait. I just really want to get to know her. There's no rush. And who is she anyways? And I just don't know. And, um, you know, but she's really hot, but I'm not sure if I'm ready for sex. You know, I've been there, done that, but I'm just not sure. I'm just not sure, you guys. I'm not sure, so I think that I just want to to wait. <laughs> they get up to the room, and you know they do the whole. Oh, the room's nice. Oh, there's the soaker tub, and I was like the soaker tub that you don't want to get in the the tub with her. That tub, okay. They get changed, and when I say. I don't know what in the cockamamie disco ball, hootenanny, blue shiny jacket and shiny bow tie was going on, <laughs> but then, listen, I was like, "Am I at a Vegas sh- like show?" What you decided that that was going to be your first night out outfit? What is that outfit? It was so shiny, you guys. I was looking around like, where are my sunglasses? And I w- they're over there. And I would get up and go get them, to make my point. But that little disco ball jacket, I, I mean, i where do I even begin? Between the jacket and the bow boat- tie? And you have a matching bow tie. So are you telling me that you either, A, got that specially made and thought that that was a good idea? That means you picked fabrics or b which is equally as bad you went into a store or you went online you saw this and said oh that would look great on me and throw in the bow tie <laughs> <laughs> okay let me stop she gets ready she comes out black sexy dress it you know it's the it's the date night staple um Jesse starts talking again about who is this? I just really want to get to know her before we have sex. You know, I I, I don't know. You know, we've just been talking online and I don't know her. And I, ah. okay. It is very clear to me and to you all that Jesse doesn't want to have sex. Jennifer wants to have sex. It's very clear. And I, I mean, by the end of this episode, I was like, they smashed. Good. Because I don't want this whole season of you two back and forth talking about mm, I can't have sex. Oh, he has to have sex. Oh, I can't have sex. Ah. Like, I'm not interested in that. Just knock it out. Keep it pushing. There better be some more conversation than that because I'm irritated on the third episode. So they go to dinner and that restaurant... Now, I don't know how y'all feel about restaurants but I live in a city where, like, you have to bring your A game. There's grades. There is a certain standard and expectation of food prep and food preparation. But Jesse, and you guys know that he's, quote, a travel, what is he, a travel blogger? He's a travel marketing je ne sais quoi. Um, so he has super high standards. And if you guys follow him on social media, I do. And I do love his little travel telenovelas. Like, I love them. I, I literally drink coffee. I watch my news. And I watch his little telenovelas. It's very, they're very interesting. They're just so, like, you know, telenovela-ish. So he wants an espresso martini. You're in Colombia, Jesse. Just saying. And Jennifer orders a filet mignon, and he orders a steak. Now, if you're so highfalutin, wouldn't you say that you want a filet mignon as well, rather than just steak? Because what kind of steak do you want? There's lots of different types of steaks. And since you're so fancy pants, I would think that you would be the one that says filet mignon, and Jennifer would be the one that said she wanted a steak. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, it's just... mm. I mean, between your shiny Louis Vuitton bag and your shiny jacket, there's a lot of rits and glitz going on. <laughs> okay. I, I'm just going to try to stop being so ridiculous. But, you know, what I mean, there's lots of rits going on over there. So if you're highfalutin, then be highfalutin. Like, don't be half and half. You know what I'm saying? Like, the last episode when I talked to you guys about him having his LV bag, um... And I think it was Fendi something, robe. But then he took like a Hyundai rideshare. It's the same thing. Like now you have this fancy jacket. You're supposed to be going to a fancy restaurant. And then, you know, you say, I want a steak. Like either be all in or not. Um. So he starts complaining about the food. They did order, a Mer- I think they, what did they want? A Merlot? They wanted some type of red wine and they brought this uh, like yellowish wine. So he starts complaining about the food, that his steak is not cooked. It's It's raw and the drink is not what he ordered and he's not happy. And then they show this random dog that's walking through the restaurant. Now, I have a couple of things to say about this, okay? First of all, where, where's the dog? Is that supposed to be like a therapy dog? A service dog? Whose dog is that? And why is the dog just roaming the restaurant? Because I will say that I wouldn't feel as comfortable with that either. No leash, no owner, just some rando. It's kind of weird. Now, if you're so unhappy, why not just leave and take Jennifer somewhere else? I don't understand people who are so unhappy with whatever the food, the service the lot, but they stay and continue to complain and complain and complain. How about just say, Hey, you know what? This is not working. Let's just settle out and we can go somewhere else and be happy. Why do you have to spread your misery to your date or whoever you're with to the server, to the restaurant? Like, okay, just, bye for now. But he wanted to stay and complain. Um, and she's like, this place is just not okay. But yet here you sit. Jennifer's like, you know, I can tell Jesse it's not easy to please. She kind of finds it rude because he was a little rude to the servers, And there is a dating code, right? Have you guys heard this dating code? You have to, when you're out on a date, you're out on a date, especially first and second and third dates, you don't really know that person. So you're out with their representative and they're going to put their best foot forward. And in normal situations, especially with men, and don't come for me because I know it for a fact, especially with men, they will put their best, best, best foot forward because they're trying to get into your pants. And so the rule is, Don't just only pay attention to how he's treating you in the moment. See how he treats the service people, because that is who he truly is. And if you want me to make my point even clearer, think about that Jesse who was talking to the server and complaining and like doing this stuff, server, server, like that stuff is super rude and unnecessary, okay? But doing that and then think about how he treated Darcy and think about his trip to New York and thinking about the whole steak situation and cut on a bias and that whole fight that they had. Think about all of that, because this like glitzy blue jacket, shiny jacket, world traveler. That's the work face. The real face is all the other stuff, in my opinion. So, um, Jennifer decides that she's going to share her food with him. That seems to calm him down a little bit. Then uh, they go back. Oh, no, excuse me. Jesse talks about synergy and that they're meant to be, and they start playing footsies um, under the table. And then Jennifer reminds us all, because they go back to the hotel, she reminds us all that she doesn't want to have to be the one to make the first move, but she wants Jesse to make a move. She wants to make out with him. She wants to have sex with him. She wants to be intimate right now. And so they're sitting there and he suggests like they get more comfortable and they get into robes, have a drink, and they're going to do couples yoga. And Again, he talks about how he doesn't want to rush things. Let lust not be our guide. (laughs) Who talks like that? Honestly. Let lust not be our guide. But guess what? Lust was their guide. And I was like, oh, this is going to go downhill fast. Let Jennifer go ahead and get naked put on the robe. He puts on his robe and y'all are going to do couples yoga like face to face. He's rubbing her back from her butt up and back and down and up and down. And he's telling her, you know, you breathe into me, I'll breathe into you. You breathe into me, I'll breathe into you. Then they're kissing. And then guess what? Yoga time's over and sexy time is now on. And I was like, Thank God, because I cannot hear another minute of, I don't want to have sex. I want to to wait. I want to get to know her. Oh, but I want to have sex. I need to make a move. I need to make out. Like, I I just, mm -mm. I wasn't going to do that much longer. So, yay for them. (laughs) Uh, Back to Tanya and Sinjin. Which I think is interesting, you guys, because did you guys notice, which I, never, I also, you know how I said this is all bogus. Notice how when they were promoting The Single Life, how they were only promoting Sinjin. But then I told you guys that because I found out that Tanya was also going to be on The Single Life. And that's when I put two and two together. And it was, don't you guys find it interesting that they didn't promote that Tanya was also going to be on The Single Life? You don't think that's interesting? tell telling you, my theory is right. My theory is right. So, Cindy wants a divorce, and uh, so they're going to meet up with her sister and her mom to tell them that, that they're going to get a divorce. Now, I'm not married. Is that something you guys, like, I don't know if any of you guys watching now in the live, or if you're watching the replay, you guys can let me know, but is that something you do? I thought, like, marriages are between the two people. And if you decide that it's no longer feasible after trying to work it out and you go your separate ways and you go your separate ways. I didn't know that you had to go and do these big announcements to your families. Like, Hey, let's sit down and have dinner. And by the way, now I get part of it is because Tanya's mom is a co-signer on his green card or on sponsoring him. So maybe that's the reason but even if that's the reason, that can be a phone conversation as far as I'm concerned. But we're going to get dressed up and go and have this <laughs> terrible meal. Like, how do you sit and have a good time after that? Anyways, that's what they are going to do. Um, Tanya talks about how she knew that they had issues, uh, but that, that she thought that they could work it out. And then I keep thinking back to their seasons and how she was like, I don't even I, I don't get it they were completely on different pages, but, you know, I guess they thought that love would conquer all because she wanted to have a baby. She wanted, you know, the house, the, the baby, the picket fence, all the things. And Sinjin wanted to be like a free spirit and do whatever. And then she said, you're not my soulmate. He says, you're my soulmate. I don't know. It's like you're on two separate pages. And I noticed in the live chat that none of you guys, which I guess we're going to have to have a full-on conversation, you guys. None of you guys have talked about the four things I say that you have to talk about before you have a relationship. I'm very disappointed in you guys. Maybe the replay people will get the answer. (laughs) So uh, they go out to this dinner. Um, Mom has co-signed for Sinjin, so she's responsible for him financially. Her and Tanya are responsible for Sinjin financially um, until he becomes a citizen, a U.S. citizen. So what does that mean? So if Sinjin, Sinjin can't get a job or can't get a home, he cannot go on whatever the public assistance situation is in the U.S. He cannot have any type of welfare, period, until he becomes a U.S. citizen. So if he can't find a job or he loses his job, he can't get unemployment. He's, he's literally got to go to Tanya and Sinjin. Or excuse me, Tanya and her mom. What's her mom's name? I don't know. Uh, Rojana, Rojana. And so they're responsible for him for that whole time. It's a long time. This is a big commitment. The K1 visa is a big commitment. It really is. So um, Ranja and Andrea, her sister, show up for dinner and they come in and Tanya's mom, Ranja, is like, oh, you know, what's the occasion? You know, I, I feel like you guys have called us here for something. Are you pregnant? Now, here's the thing that I personally didn't like and I, I don't like it when couples do this period and i've seen this happen with previous 90 day couples too i don't like it when the family attacks the one and not the other like if you're in it like you guys are a unit you guys are married so you guys should have a unified front. so i personally thought it was kind of shitty of tanya to just sit there and let sinjin stumble to tell the mom insisted that they're breaking up. Like the two of you decided to have this dinner. The two of you guys decided that you were going to separate. So the two of you guys should be telling the mom. But because Tanya doesn't really want to separate, she's letting Sinjin be in the hot seat and not help him and let him stumble along. So the mom's super shocked. You know, did you try therapy, couples therapy? Did you do all that? And he said, yeah, we tried a couple of therapy. And then Tanya's like, yeah, but you didn't take it seriously. You didn't really do it. Um, and the mom wants to know, like, when did you guys decide this? They decided about two months ago. And, you know, he said, you know, part of it is, you know, I know how much sin- or Tanya wants to have children, and I don't want to have children. And the mom's like, have you always felt that way? Or is it the last three years? Um, Because, you know, you then have been stringing Tanya along, no, zip, zip it, because all she needs to do is go and watch the same show that we watch, where he said from the beginning that he didn't want to have children, and Tanya thought in her mind that she could change that. And what? Tanya just sat there quietly, not saying anything. And so... I thought that was a shit move on her part because she could have said, Hey, you know what? Mom actually, you know, he did tell me, but I made a conscious decision to see, you know, if we could work this, work through that anyways, or whatever. But you did know clearly where he stood. So it's pretty shitty of you for you to allow your mom to attack him for something that's completely false. So she has an opinion of him. That's not true. And you're not helping to correct it. I just, Who does that to their partner? No wonder he wants a quote-unquote divorce. They're not getting divorced. A quote-unquote divorce. Do you see what I'm saying? That's pretty shitty. You're not supporting your your partner at all in that situation, in my opinion. Next, she doesn't help him with any of that. So she doesn't help him with the announcement. He stumbles along, doesn't help him or clarify the whole baby thing. And then she throws in, by the way, I would think that you would be more upset about co-signing for him. We are responsible. And then she goes into that whole tangent and the mom's like, oh, you know, bump that. I'm not going to be responsible. You can go back to South, South Africa. I'm not going to be responsible for you. And that's when he gets up and walks out. And so the mom says, see, and that's, that's the immaturity. No. No, mom. That's not the immaturity. That's him like, I'm not going to sit here and take all this toxic bs and my wife not support. And again I said it's, it's it was both of you guys' idea to bring this make this a family affair when it it not need be. But if you're going to do it then truly do it together. Do that conscious uncoupling that everyone talks about. Do it that way. Don't be like, "Oh, I'm going to you under the bus and i'm gonna light a fire under it that's not cool that's not cool at all uh dasha money yes religion yes sex yes you said money two times children is the fourth one money religion sex children must have conversations before you get serious with anybody. Very close. Good job, Dasha. Um So, that's how I feel about that situation. I think it was kind of terrible. A terrible situation, and you know, no wonder you guys are are fake divorcing. Moving on to Stephanie. This one was like, uh. Uh-huh. Yeah. She, I think she's a lovely girl. I I just, I don't know, like, we've interviewed her on my show, and she is amazing, and she's really smart, you guys. She's super smart. She's like an entrepreneur genius, and she's actually really quite um, elegant in the way she speaks. But every time, I don't know if it's the editing, but every time on 90 Day, anytime she's on 90 Day, they just make her not come across the way she is in real life it's uh, it's really odd anyways i just I, I try to wrap my mind around it because she really is lovely and i don't think that that resonated with with the audience and therefore she gets a bad rap that being said she's working on these self-love videotapes uh with toys because her sex coach is trying to like make her come out of her shell And for her to stop being nervous, being intimate with someone because she's been celibate for like two and a half years, she doesn't really love having sex, so she's going to work on self-love and try to be more comfortable with herself. So she goes in to do that. Her puppy on the outside was so funny and adorable. The puppy's like, what's going on in there? Scratch, scratch at the door. What's going on in there? looking left, looking right, hearing a weird little sound, scratch, scratch at the door. That was the best part of the scene. I cracked up. I died of laughter. Um, Patty, I don't agree with you. I don't agree with you at all about, about that, her being superficial. I don't think she is at all. Um, <clears throat> It's the next day. And she feels like that whole self-love videotape has really helped her take back some control. And she's feeling more prepared for her first date with Stephanie, the hairstylist. So she's getting ready um, to go. She gets to the restaurant and then Stephanie arrives. And then there's this weird nervous laugh situation going on, which we find out that anytime she's super nervous, she starts laughing. There was a lot of laughing going on and giggling between the two of them. Um, there was like some weird thing about. Okay, so they order, and Stephanie, the hairdresser, orders black black and scallions, and then Stephanie, our Stephanie, says, "Oh, I was going to order black and scallions. I'm going to have that too. Oh my god, we have so much in common. You have so much in common because you guys are both ordering the same thing, and have the same name. I don't. I don't think that that qualifies as as we have so much in common. But I mean, what do I know? So, there's a lot of flirtation and giggling going on back and forth. Stephanie starts talking about her doing her Kegel exercises and that she's doing them right now. And then the, Stephanie, the hairdresser, is like, you know, it's kind of a weird thing to talk about on a first date. And then our Stephanie is like, oh, is this a date? And she's like, yeah. And the Stephanie, the hairdresser, is like, yeah, it is. Of course, it's a date because isn't that what? You, why wouldn't it be a date? Isn't that what you got? Like, you just made out the other day. So what else would this be? I was confused. Anyways, there's some weird ice cream talk. Stephanie, our Stephanie is vanilla. Stephanie, the hairdresser is compared to Rocky Road, which makes them feel like they want ice cream. So she invites Stephanie, Stephanie, our Stephanie invites Stephanie, the hairdresser Stephanie back to her place for dessert. And that's, that was that. And then Debbie, Debbie's got this blind date, um, and uh, she really wants to be dating. She doesn't really like these dating apps. I personally don't like the dating apps either, you guys. There's got to be a better way. There's got to be a better way. There's got to be a better way. Someone please tell me what it is. Anyhow, she doesn't really like them, uh, but she wants to find someone because she wants... have sex and she said by the time you her words are literally by the time you're my age you're really good sexually so she's gonna go out with this Edward guy that Vanessa set up the blind date for he's 60 he shows up Colt comes to the door and they have this weird awkward waiting time outside of the door then Debbie comes out Colt is super awkward again he's like oh no funny business which made the whole thing, like, cringe to me. Um, We find out that Ed is from Manchester and has a bit of an accent, but not really, you guys. Like, I didn't really think that his accent was so there at all. Um, But the cute thing was Debbie was so nervous. You could tell she was nervous, and she was talking a lot about a lot of nothing. So she's like, like, I have a tattoo. He's like... I don't have tattoos, am my into tattoos? She's like, oh, me neither, but I got this one. And then she's like, I have cats. Do you want to see? And she pulls out her phone he's like, uh, that's not necessary. I don't need to. She shows them anyways. And then there's a bunch of like jibber-jabber, 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 because she's so nervous. And I was like, "Oh, Aw, Debbie. Aw. So <clears throat> production asked, you know, what Edward thinks of Debbie, you know, uh, first first impression. And he's like, well, he thinks that she looks older than he expected and he doesn't drink. Okay. Well, here's where I knew this is not going to be a good date. It's not going to be a good date. And I was so sad for Debbie towards the end of it. And we'll talk about it, but you can, you can know when some, something's not going to be a fit immediately. And this guy wasn't a fit immediately. And You know, when he wasn't a fit, I'm going to tell you the moment I knew that this guy was like, I'm not I'm not feeling it. When she was like, I have cats and she loves cats. So that's her thing and wants to show him. He's like, oh, you don't have to show me. He's not interested in anything you have to say. That's the moment where the date was like, this is not going to be a good date. You want me to be your what is it? Your life coach, dating coach? i should do a whole full seminar but that was the moment because i can pick up the moment moments in a heartbeat that was the moment that i was like you should just turn this bad boy around but they sat there and had some conversation she when she found out that he didn't drink she didn't let it stop her which i thought was amazing and so good like you do you debbie she orders the bigger biggest strongest drink she can get which called a scorpion it was six shots in a 64 ounce glass and he orders his like tonic with lime and they start t- having small talk about dating apps uh afternoon delights and then here's where i like oh this mf he asks her like what are her opinions on a- on sex on a first date now from dating experience that is also not a good sign if this fool is asking you 10 minutes into knowing you how you feel about having sex on the first day, guess what he wants to do on the first date, whether he likes you or not. He wants to have sex on the first date, but they didn't. And I'll tell you why they didn't. They didn't because he's a non-drinker. He, this dude, Edward would get along really well with Natalie. Cause he's one of those judgy, like, Oh, I don't drink. So no one should drink around me. So, because she had that drink, he was, like, super turned off by that. And that's the only reason why it didn't go any further. So, Debbie's, like, still super nervous, talking, talking, talking. Um, But then she's like, you know, take me home. And she's hoping to get a kiss on the cheek. And she's thinking that the date went semi-well. And that, you know, we'll see each other again. But he pulls out the... I didn't feel a love connection, but I hope we can be friends line. And she was not expecting that from him. And she wasn't expecting him to say that there was no connection. Um, and sure she was feeling hurt. And this is where I found that Debbie's a very sensitive person. Like we saw, we're seeing a whole new side of Debbie, right? We've seen a uh, helicopter Debbie, helicopter mom Debbie. We've seen protective Debbie. Uh, we've seen angry Debbie, but we haven't seen this like, Hey, I'm actually going to put myself out there 100% and be vulnerable Debbie and that's what we're seeing. And that is truly what dating is too, right? You're you're putting yourself out there and it can become uncomfortable and it can you can be nervous and all the things that you that you carry inside and you know, you're trying to put your best foot forward. So rejection always is going to hurt. And especially if you haven't dated in a long time, it's it's hard to hear these things. So I just my heart went out for her. And I was like, oh, Debbie, he was not your one. I could have told you he was not your one from the get go. So don't let him saying these mean things to your face like that, you know, hurt your feelings. But she was hurt um, and she starts crying a little bit um, and talks about how, you know, it's hard putting yourself out there. She's married for 27 years, widowed for another 13 years. um, And she doesn't know for sure if this is all worth the hassle. I don't want to be friend-zoned. I want to be (laughs) fuck-zoned. Hilarious. So keep your head up, Mama Mama Debbie. I am rooting for you. I am rooting for Mama Debbie on this season because really her and, like I said, a little bit Sinjin are the only two people that I can, like, kind of be, like, excited to see every week. Natalie is crazier than ever. So Johnny has invited her to this model workshop which this is not their second date. What is this? Like I was confused because then they're going to have their second date. Like isn't this a date-ish? You invited her and she showed up to this model workshop. Um her friend asked her you know what she thinks of Johnny because he talked about God, she likes him. She also likes him because he's helping her move towards her Dreams. Okay, okay, Natalie. Anyhow, she also told her ex-husband well, her not her ex, but she's separated from Mike, soon-to-be ex-husband, that she's dating. Now, I was confused by this. Why is it and why is it any of her his business that you're dating? Like, I don't really get that. So, you, you went on a date and then you called your husband that you left to tell him that you went on a date and then go on to say that dealing with unknown is better than staying with Mike. Well, why are you updating him? Because you guys I have a bad feeling about this. You want to know what my bad feeling is? And this is like the the Hail Mary. I'm usually 99.9% right about my theories. This is not a theory. This is just like a a hit like this is just a Hail Mary. Something up there. I have a feeling that we're going to see Mike show up on the single life. I have a feeling about that. Just saying. Anyways, she goes on to say that Mike didn't support her goals and her dreams to be a model. And this Johnny guy apparently now seems to, after one day be supporting her dreams to be a model. Uh, so she gets there and it's like a, model workshop, uh, I will give her this. She got that runway walk, walk down like immediately. She was sashing down the runway Um and then proceeded to tell us that she's not worried about her age because she, in her humble opinion, looks like she's 20. She has a beautiful face, a beautiful body, and she is a goddess. Um, end quote. So she's not worried about anything. Um, but then they got to a scene where, okay. I'm going to be just a little bit judgy. I don't know if this is a free model workshop or they paid for the workshop, but if you're going to set up a couples married photo shoot, I'll say that a couples photo shoot, right? in the workshop. I would prefer if you had some type of prop, even if it was just your camera. And instead of doing this, because this is stupid, and you're wasting my time. Instead of doing this, you could actually just take a picture and then actually show them what it looks like so that they could actually see if they're getting your direction you follow me but doing this and saying oh lean to the right lean to the left this is like so fake you see this on tv people really don't do this in real life and in real workshops it's lame l for lame l for lame anyhow that's what they were doing but then natalie got all weirded out because uh, she hasn't told Johnny who she likes, that she's still married. And it also felt weird for her to do a couple scene in the workshop. And then I thought to myself, well, how are you ever book a job then? Like, let's say you did amazing in this workshop and someone wanted to book you tomorrow. You are still married. So are you then saying you could not actually go and work and, and do the couple photo shoot because you feel weird about doing couple photo shoots because if that's the case, if you can't pretend because modeling is all selling and pretending, right? You're not actually married to the other person they cast you with. Then how's that going to work out for you? It doesn't make sense. Anyways, you guys, that was it. That was both episodes in a nutshell. And I don't know, you guys, this is, I don't know. Single Life is, like, my least favorite of all the 90-day shows. I don't know why. I feel like it's just missing something. It's missing, like, the sparkle. Do you know what I mean? Like, you would think that this would be, like, the sauciest because being single and dating, that is, like, the craziest, hardest stuff to do. So there's so much they could do with the show. But I just feel like they scratch the surface and talk about stupid shit like oh oh my god you're drinking a vodka red bull that's terrible or oh i still love liz well why are you fucking dating then why are you on the single life then just go back to liz because we already know that she's going to be on this season and we already know that they're engaged so like all of this unnecessary, that's what it is. It's unnecessary banter. Like, bring me some, something, bring me something that's, like, entertaining, that's, that I can talk about. Do you know what I'm saying? Anyhow, maybe it will get better. We're only three, three episodes in, so maybe they're just laying down the foundation and then the juice, the tea. The Substance. Listen to me talk about Substance on a reality TV show. Stop playing. Anyways, you guys, it's been great. Thank you guys so much for being here. And uh, I'll see you News and Gossip, Patreon people tomorrow. Bring wine. That's all I'm going to say is bring wine because it's a doozy. Bye for now, you guys.